Welcome to a self-published author's diary. I am Elodie Novodatsky. I write about first time, second chances, things that scare the crap out of me and things that make me laugh out loud. I'll be speaking with you and sharing my adventures in self-publishing, the behind the scenes of writing and the business side of it. And before we get started today, a small message from our sponsor, Anchor. Thanks for listening. Hello, it is October 7th today and it's my second birthday. And you might say, Elodie, you turned 40 in August. How is it your second birthday? It makes no sense. Well, my stem cell transplant was two years ago. And the actual stem cells transplant, like the actual action of putting my stem cells back into my body was on October 7th. So while I got my own stem cells during, it was an autologous stem cell transplant, many, many people are waiting for a match for what is called an allo stem cell transplant, which is with a donor. And so if you want to be considered to be the match for a bone marrow transplant, which does not necessarily mean taking literal marrow. It can, but it can also be just from peripheral blood for um, some, and you can save a life. So you can register on bethematch.org. I will add the link to you in this episode's description. So it's technically my second birthday or my rebirth day, in a way. <laughs> I don't know what the actual term could be there, but it's something that some people celebrate. Um, I do. I celebrate it as a way to really celebrate the milestones that I was able to achieve since that transplant and that I'm planning on achieving in, you know, the next decades and enjoying the now. And yeah, it's... uh, it's it's a fun day. My husband surprised me with a very, very, very thoughtful gift. It's a necklace that has two birthstones in it. It has my birthstone from August, because I was born in August, and the birthstone from October, my wee birthday, second birthday. So yeah, it was... Uh, I may have teared up a little bit today already, several times, including this morning. And yeah, I, I shared more about that on my Caring Bridge website. And it's it's a lot of emotions coming back from transplant. And then it's also just gratitude. Gratitude from you know, for being there for all the support we got while I was at the hospital. And then the hospital was not an easy stay. I had sepsis, I had a lot of things. I had tachycardia that wouldn't stop until they like put something very anyhow. It was just it was just a challenging, but at the same time, some of the memories that I have are memories about the food that I was able to enjoy prior to transplant. Once transplant happened, after a while, I didn't have any test buds at all. Like I could not eating was very difficult, and then the taste was just completely gone. It took me several months to actually be able to several weeks, more than a month for sure, to even just taste like hot chocolate, for example. I got the sugar 
test birds back before any of the other ones. Anyhow, but I also have like very happy memories of like playing Scrabbles with my parents at the hospital and laughing. And um, yeah, it's uh, looking back and looking forward and enjoying the now. <laughs> this is today on the podcast. I'm going to share with you a little bit about three things that I will do or that I would do differently or that I will do differently for the second in the series, but what I've learned from um, publishing The Leftover Bride, what has worked. So I'm going to share three things that I think worked and three things that I would do differently. And I would start with the thing that I will do differently. And then towards the end of the podcast, I will share with you what I've been doing this week. I said I was going to do one thing per day to try to help my royalties. And I'm going to share with you some of what I've done. And I don't know yet if that's going to work or not, because it usually takes a week, a week and a half to see some, some changes. So what I would do differently for the next book, three things. One, I would have review copies earlier. Not by much, but at least at least two weeks before release. Why? Because it helps having reviews on the book on the day of release. And I think it's also helpful for when the release is at 99 cents. So if the pre-order is at 99 cents, so some reviewers, which I'm very grateful for, they also end up buying the book, um, which helps then the ranking. In terms of royalty, you know, the royalty for 99 cents, I think it's like 30 cents. Um, so it's, it's not a whole lot. But the more visibility your book has, especially when it's the first in the series, right? The more visibility your book has, the more read through and click through and sales you're going to have also on the next ones. So that's something that I think I will do my best to do differently next time is to have the e-reviews, e-arcs ready about two weeks prior. Another thing that I would do is actually for the first in the series, I would keep the price at 99 cents for longer after. The pre-order incentives of having it at 99 cents is great if you're like raising it afterwards, but at the same time, it's the first in the series. So I need people to get into the series. So maybe, and I need people, like, I need more reviews before I can really do, I think, successful ads. The reason why is because if you have the first in a series and your book is at $3.99, even though that $3.99 is actually less than a Starbucks coffee, but it's also, you know, people need to trust your writing if they are new to your books, completely new to your books and your writing. And you're not having the backup of like a big, huge marketing where everybody's talking about your books. Then it's better to have more reviews um, to be able to have different price points, I think. I will tell you how that works once I do have more reviews and I start maybe doing more more ads it's a holiday book. So in terms of promotion, 
I think I may have pushed the book a little bit later, maybe closer to beginning of November, October, end of October, beginning of November. And the reason why for that is because it still would be like within the three months of my publication when I would do like a bigger push for the book, which is what I'm going to do right now, like in November, beginning of November, I will push um, more marketing towards the left of a bride because it's a holiday romance and people are more in the mood of reading holiday romance when they are preparing for the holidays, I think. I'll let you know if that works to you. So the three things are having an EOX ready earlier, the pricing because it's the first in the series and I'm kind of being like a whole new brand author to a certain extent, even though it's my seventh full-length novel. I have not published anything since 2019, so it's kind of like restarting. And my latest books were also not rom-coms. My latest books were romantic thrillers of thrillers with romantic elements. So, so they're a bit different. And then the timing of the release... And another thing, so yes, I'm going to go with four, I guess, instead of three. Let's call it a bonus. Is that due to the fact that I I am not really present, I had like my books were not really available totally wide, wide all of them, I would have put The Leftover Bride in Kindle Unlimited right away instead of waiting one week because I got a bit of traction at the beginning and I kind of want those readers that are like binge readers to discover The Leftover Bride and maybe get excited for Sweets for Love. And another thing, I guess it's five, it's bonus, bonus, second bonus. Another thing is at the end of the book, I have something for people to pre-order Sweets for Love. But right now I'm also doing a 99 cents um, price points for the Sweets for Love pre-order. And... That one, because it's the second in the series, I will not keep at 99 cents for sure. Like right now, I'm waiting a little bit for The Leftover Bride, and I think I'm going to do a Kindle countdown to like 99 cents. Uh, the pricing I'm still playing around with. But Sweets for Love, I need to add at the end that it's a special pre-order price so that maybe there is more incentive for people to pre-order it. And then I was thinking, like instead of having the, hey, do you want, a bonus scene, you know, subscribe to my newsletter, which I will keep, but I think I need to make a little bit more enticing. I'm wondering if I should not also ask people like, hey, or readers, hey, did that book make you smile? And if that made you smile, please let me know. Because A, I would really love to hear that it made people smile. Like, I think it would be such a boost for me to know that this book is making people smile because this is one of the reasons I've written it. And two, it also enable it would enable me to then establish more of a personal contact with readers from the very first email and then I can invite them to join my newsletter for several things, you know. So it's it's something that I'm thinking about switching prior to doing another push for e reviews reader reviews so yeah that's that's the things that i think i would do differently um, i can tell you the dog is snoring because it would not be me recording my podcast if plato the dog was not snoring next to me 
Another thing that, or the things that I've done right, or the things that seem to have worked for me, like I don't know if it would work for anybody else, but for me, three things that have worked. Having a dedicated page called theleftoverbright.com has moved some traffic to it. And it was not a lot of work to set up. And it's a nice landing page. And it also has the Instagram, The Leftover Bride, TikTok, The Leftover Bride, and Facebook, The Leftover Bride. And when I do ads from The Leftover Bride Facebook, I have better click, cost per click, I can never say that. I have better cost per click um, through my page, from through The Leftover Bride page. And I think in terms of branding, it's it's easier also for me to go through. So that I think has worked nicely. So what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to create a Swan's Cove page and I'm also going to create a Gavard CD page. So the series. And one of the reasons why I think I want to do that and I should do that is because my author name is very hard to spell. Tessa Dare had a very interesting thread on Twitter about pen names and how that not everybody needs a pen name and like it's your choice and you could like decide to have a pen name or not but if you do decide to have a pen name what are the things you should consider and I will link to that um, thread onto the episode's description but it was pretty much asking about how easy to how easy is it to recognize it how easy is it to spell it if a friend is talking to you about the book like and they're saying oh it's Tessa Dare like would they be able to write it on Amazon without spelling it wrong with this your books and that's actually one more thing that I did wrong and I've mentioned that before is that the leftover bride was all attached together and because it was like the hashtag the leftover bride and it was all attached together and people were not able to find it so put that into number six <laughs> of what I am doing differently for Sweets for Love. I'm actually putting it um, separate, detached. So for the pen name, since my name is not easy to spell, like people, unless you know how to spell my first name, and then you remember the name of the books, that's a lot of things to remember for people, right? So first they have to remember how to spell my name. Then they have to remember my book, because if you put Fear Me, Fear Me Not on Amazon right now, which is the number one in my Gavard City series, you can't find it. It's not in the first page of Amazon. So that means I need to do more. Um, I need to actually do a lot more for the search engines to work for that. So I'm going to have to do A plus content, which if you're self-publishing, Amazon now lets you do. They resemble publisher pages on a product. Some people put like pictures Others put text, and I think I might do a big mix of both. I need to have more fear me, fear me not in my description. I need to have more of those words so that when people search it, it comes first. That's why I think what I've done with the leftover bride in terms of branding, even though I did that mess up when it comes to like having it completely attached instead of detached, is that it's showing me that it's helping marketing and so, and it's also helping me promote via the Facebook page and others. And on a personal versus business note is that I find it much easier 
to post more things, I need to post more, but to post more things from my business accounts from The Leftover Bride on both Instagram and TikTok, like promotional-wise. Because on my author Instagram page, which is semi-author, semi-personal, it's it's very, you know, I'm also do I'm also showing things from my more personal life, like my dog, my cat, <laughs> food I eat, food we make. We cook a lot, so there's a lot of that. But you know, places we go to, stuff like that. And then the promotion, I feel because I have friends who follow me on Instagram, it feels sometimes like, I don't know, I just don't, I just don't feel super comfortable all the time doing like a lot of self-promo, which is something that I'm fine, absolutely fine doing from my author, like Leftover Bright page, because a, the, when I'm doing wheels, a lot of people see it. A lot more people see it. But it's not like I'm, it's dedicated to my book. So of course it's going to be about my book. And on TikTok, it's more like on, it's more my author TikTok. So it's also a bit different. Like I don't mind doing as much promo there. It's just a little bit different on certain social media. Like I'm, I'm deciding what works best for me in terms of, promoting my book both on a professional level and on a personal level so it's not like I'm not going to talk about writing on my Instagram I will and I do um, because this is this is what I do and it's also my author Instagram like this is also where I talk about my my work but just promoting the leftover bride so having reels after reels after reels about the leftover bride doesn't necessarily feel right on my Instagram, Elodie Novodatsky, but it feels absolutely fine on the left of a bride. It's just, it just works. It just works better. And this is something that I'm, I'm starting to realize that yes, it is more work in terms of maintenance. But at the same time, if it helps me promote it more efficient, efficiently and having it more eyeballs looking at it, like this is the point of promoting my book, my book, promoting my book is that I want people to actually see it and read it and fall in love with it. So that's, that's where I'm going with, with that is that developing for those series, keeping it minimal. I'm not going to be like active on all those things separately. But once I have it, I mean, I can always right now, I mean, even Instagram, even if I'm not using the leftover bright all the time, like, it still shows it sometimes when the algorithm when the algorithm is fine it shows it to a thousand people but then i can also use it as promotion i can boost a post via that business page which i cannot do for my personal account so those this is something that i think has worked nicely another thing that has actually worked nicely is my newsletter i've been so much more active in sending my newsletter every week i send it and every week I have things to say. I'm looking forward to sending it. I get some replies, which always make me very happy. And it's also a great promotional tool because, first of all, I think I'm now lending in people's actual inbox instead of lending in the promotion. I see there are more openings, which is going to be harder to track because there are changes in terms of, of phones and like the tracking is going to be an interesting data point to look at but it's it's something that i feel is really really helpful to me 
And for the leftover bride, it has definitely helped me. So building my, my newsletter. And then, of course, if you add the fact that, as we've seen last week, there can be moments where Facebook and Instagram and that they are down. And then without the emails, I would not be able to read, like to reach people who are in my Facebook readers group, who I can reach via ads and everything. So having those readers emails, I think it's just really something that I need to continue building on. And then interacting with my newsletter every week on Fridays has been very helpful. It has been very helpful in terms of pre-orders. The Leftover Bride was the book with the most pre-orders in English for me. And it's helpful in order to have reviews. And it's helpful for my books to stay in people's minds and update readers about the books that I'm writing and, and all those things. I think my newsletter has been really helpful and I'm going to continue to cultivate it. I'm going to try to continue growing it. I'm going to continue doing a lot of things like that. Another thing, see, I'm also having bonus on things that have worked for me. The, the Dear Diary. Soka is writing a diary. And so in her Dear Diary, it's something that I can use as marketing tool whenever. Because she's had a diary for years. Even prior to that, she always had a diary. I have a lot of short story ideas also for Soka and Ryan because they are second chance romance. So like I can have them together literally through like meeting, which I'm not going to do because they met in elementary school, but I can have like their dance in high school, like their Halloween in high school, which is mentioned in The Leftover Bride. I can write short stories about this and I can use it as reader magnets or I can use it also to my newsletter subscribers to give them something in addition. So it's using all of that, all of those tools is something that I think is working for the left upper right. So I'm, I'm, I'm really much looking forward to, to writing more and to, yeah, continue to promote it. Cause this book like just got out, it got, it got out less than a month ago and it's already one of my most successful English-speaking book. And I know that sometimes, you know, if you listen to my past episodes, I, I think about the fact that oh, I wanted it to be even better. And I, I do, I still do, and I think it can. Like, I haven't tried to apply for a book bub yet for that one. And I think I'm going to wait until I have a bit more reviews, and then I will, like, probably around the holiday season, apply for a book bub contemporary romance one. I'm going, I want to have the cover for Sweets for Love already available so that I can have people crossing my fingers and buying the second one. And having the second one already up was also great because I'm starting to get pre-orders for the second one, which is available for pre-order. The uh, Sweets for Love, which is Aisling Story, is available for pre-order for only 99 cents. One thing I want to try is having the hardcover of The Leftover Bride ready for the holiday season so I'm going to work on the hardcover next week and update the ending in terms of like you know telling people for the ebook if that makes you smile 
And then I am wondering, thinking, maybe, I'm not sure, doing a NetGalley. You know, you can get on NetGalley without paying for the full NetGalley as, a, as an indie author. There are co-ops that you pay $40 for one or $45 for one slot, for one month, for one title, or you have different options and um, I'm thinking about doing one co-op for one month to get more reviews for The Leftover Bride. So that's something that I'm I'm thinking of and, and will keep you updated if I do it and if that works. Things that I've done this week to help my royalties. So I re-uploaded in German A Summer Like No Other and Always Second Best I did not have those in Kindle Unlimited for a couple of weeks. And I had totally dropped the ball in terms of re-uploading it widely. So on Google Play and Draft2Digital. And I decided to do that and not re-enlist them, so to speak, um, on, KDP on KDP Select. Because in Germany, there are still a lot of ebook sales through Tolino, um, which is through draft digital i also put a summer like Nova in german to zero dollars free and i've asked amazon to match to match the price because right now they still have it at 99 cents but i've asked amazon to match the price and once that's done i might do like a five dollars ad on facebook and just let people know that it's free. But otherwise, it's usually, at least for the English one, it just like gets downloaded on its own. I don't have to do anything. Once it's free, just people download it. And I have a very high conversion rate for always second best in English. And I get a lot of reviews on a summer like Nova. Like I have 173 reviews and I get a lot of newsletter subscribers through that book. So I've decided to do that in German, to have that ready to go. And I'm going to also do it in French, but I have not yet. It's on my list for next week. For this week, I've done that. I have re-uploaded a summer like Nova, as I said, in German, everywhere. Did the same for always second best in German, everywhere. I contacted Amazon to price match. Then the other thing I did was I uploaded the new covers for Gathered City. And I changed the keywords um, for fear me, fear me not, see me, see me not, and trust me, trust me not. So for that, right now, I'm not seeing a lot of movement. But the one thing I'm going to do, and they're in Kindle Unlimited, the one thing I'm going to do next week is to, because I started this week, but as I said, I'm doing one thing per day, right? So I'm trying not to rush and forget the writing and, and all that stuff and just focus like I'm really trying to organize myself so that I can tackle servers several areas at once so I started formatting the gathered cd box set which I will then finish next week and I'm going to work on that gatheredcd.com crossing my fingers it's still available um, I'm going to check right after I record and then um, the Gavard City's Facebook page I've already established and I'm going to do the rest of all, you know, the rest of all that. 
And then I'm going to have the box set ready in Kindle Unlimited and I'm going to put Miss Me, Miss Me Not for pre-order for next year in October. Because I am, Miss Me, Miss Me Not is in the back of my mind and it's, it's plotting itself in a way. I mean, it's not plotting itself. It's me plotting it, but it's, it's the book that's like, has been cooking and has been, yeah, simmering for so long that I think I'm, I'm getting somewhere with it without having anything on paper yet. But something else that I've done is that I changed the epilogue of Fiammi Fiaminat and I made it way much more enticing to read Simi Siminat. I re-uploaded that. I've done that. I uploaded the English-French audiobook with um, the English by Megan Carter of One Dream Only. And I've done that in um, Find Away Voices. So that is currently going through quality control. I already had all the files for that. So all I needed to do was actually upload them. I mean, it's a few things to do, but upload them and everything. Another thing that I've done is that I formatted the English-Portuguese version of One Dream Only. And on that one, I gave the name Duo Bilingue, Bilang, actually. And I am trying to gather all my bilingual books under this additional author name so that I can separate my bilingual books from my author page. And I'm still thinking, still thinking about adapting my author name to something more recognizable to readers. That's a big decision. That would be a lot of changes. So I'm, I'm still looking into that. In addition to plotting Sweets for Love, I am reworking a story and I'm writing it and I am um I worked on a cover and I'm thinking about pen names for that one. And yeah, I'm I'm planning on on launching maybe a pen name in the future. And I will let you know if that's successful and what works and what doesn't. And then how long it takes me to write all those books that I have in my mind. So this is it for today. In terms of TV show, we finished watching Nine Perfect Strangers. I really liked it. I enjoyed the show. And apparently the Russian, when it was spoken, did not sound super Russian, according to my husband. And, but the show, we both, we both very, we both very much enjoyed it. And we are currently watching the last season of The Handsmaid's Tale. Um, why the Last Man, American Horror Story, and of course, Dead Lasso and The Morning Show, and the new Jon Stewart show, which we started watching last week, which was very interesting. So, yeah. Plato the dog is still snoring. I'm going to take him for W. I can't say W-A-L-K. Otherwise, he might wake up. <laughs> and... I'm going to continue celebrating today to every writer out there. Happy writing and to everybody. Happy, happy reading. Thank you for listening. <laughs>